Howdy, and thanks for listening to Take This Pod and Shove It. Just wanted to say up top that if this is your first time listening to Take This Pod and Shove It, we're so glad you found us, but this is not a normal episode for us. What you're about to hear is actually a preview of a complete two-part bonus episode that is exclusively available on our Patreon page. If you are interested in hearing the full thing or any of our previous bonus episodes, you can do that at patreon.com slash takethispod, and you can find it here that works for you, and we hope you take a second and maybe check that out. This bonus episode is going to be just a little bit of a bigger conversation about the album Peculiar Missouri by one of our new favorite artists, Willie Carlisle. We covered one of his songs earlier in the summer, but now we're going to talk about the entire album that song is from. So, having said all that, thanks for listening and enjoy our preview. Of it. All right, well, let's, I guess let's dig in then. So you probably already know from the title of this episode, this is to our listeners, not to you, Danny, but we are making good on our earlier promise to do a full bonus episode on Willie Carlisle's album, Peculiar Missouri. We, of course, covered his song, Tulsa's Last Magician, but we, we did that episode before the album had even dropped. And you may remember, Danny, we were talking like, what if we didn't even pick the best song from the album? Well, we'll just have to do a whole episode of the album. So here we are. And my first question for you is, what do you think? Did we make the right pick for uh, album song? I mean, it's a super tough call, uh, in my opinion, because it is a fantastic album that just spans so much of like country and Americana and even like cowboy poetry <laughs> and, and you know and it's tough i think we picked the most accessible song but it yeah. might not be my favorite song off the album mm, which just means that like hey there's so much great on this fucking album it's like totally one of my favorite albums of like the past five years. Oh yeah. I actually, I keep a Spotify playlist at the beginning of every new year. I make a new playlist and every album that's new that comes out. I just lob it in that playlist because I like to, you know, just sort of keep track of like what really did stick with me this year. And some albums that live in that playlist I've listened to one time. Some I've listened to a hundred times. And this is one of the albums of 2022 that has really stuck with me. Like, I think it is one of the best albums of the year. Oh, within the genre of country or country adjacent Americana. It is certainly one of the best albums I've heard in the last five years. Yeah. I mean, and track by track, it just changes as it goes through. Uh, it shows so much of what we talked about before. Like, yeah, so educated about mm-hmm. the like the folkloreness of music and like the handing down like old timey tunes, but also having really great, pretty straight country tracks and everything. And just all on top of it, the lyrics are just like they're great. Wow, so amazing! It's the it's the best you know country lyrics I've heard in so long. It's, yeah. And he does this thing so well where, I mean, not only is he, I mean, lyrically, he's just on fire. He is, to borrow his own term, he is bringing the thunder on every every track (laughs) on a poetic level. But then also, even though he's doing, quote unquote, old timey music, the album is so varied 
in sounds. Like no two songs sound alike on across 12 tracks. Like they're all unique and they all have their own flavor. And it's like, it's, it's honestly a really impressive endeavor because a lot of country albums don't have that kind of variety, you know, and and that's not a dig. It's just like, you know, like Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, their first two albums kind of sound the same, you know, and they're, they're both really solid, but it's like, this Mm -hmm. is their sound. And with Willie, it's like, oh man, he's doing a ton of different stuff. It's like, I'm trying to think of what to even compare it to, but it's very eclectic, you know, it's, it's eclectic, but within like this one sort of idea mm-hmm. of yeah. like hill music, I guess. I mean, he's uh, yeah. an Ozarkian, so you can yeah, or he's 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 an adopted Ozarkian. Adopted. I oh, guess. Yeah. oh, oh, yeah. You you got to qualify it right because he's born in Kansas, right? So he's born on the plains, I guess you would say. He's a plainsman. He's a plainsman. Come down to the mountain. Uh huh. Yeah, come mm-hmm. come on down to the holler is where mm-hmm. he's. Yeah, and he right, he, right, he realized right. the holler's where it's at. <laughs> well, I mean, it it really is. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> that's the fun. Yeah. You know? Actually, I don't. I might be talking out of turn. Is is are hollers specific to a region? No, I it... mean no. Hollers are everywhere. Okay. The ho- holler is just like a, a hill town. Oh, okay. You know yeah, I mean? that's like, where he's living. Yeah, like, he's in a northern Arkansas hill town. Right. Mountain, mountain town, basically. And if you want yeah. to get like very technical about a holler, it's usually like family owned plot of land, like mm-hmm. up and tucked away. And you know, you gotta, you know, you take one trip into town every month kind of situation. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. But that's also where the fun is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, they all got lakes on the property. They all got four wheelers, you know, mm-hmm. and they all got, you know, yeah. go cut it up with some good old boys. It's kind of fun. You know? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. seems to be have. I mean, the album is full of self-reflection, self-empowerment, pleads for, for uh, empathy and love. And there's like uh, questions of like, who, who am I? But there's also a lot of fun on the album. It really covers a lot of ground. Oh, totally. And I think it's like a very, it seems of course it's autobiographical. You know, we talk a lot of, uh, about people on this, uh, show where we, you know, they don't write the songs, but it's clear that he writes his lyrics and he writes his songs. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's autobiographical in these hilarious ways, these heartbreaking ways, these, you know, turns of phrases, like it makes sense that like we talked about before, he was actually a professor of poetry, you know, at a university level. So he, Mm -hmm. he knows what he's doing and it connects, but the the musicianship is like also so impressive. The fact that those two worlds collide is I it's, it's lightning in a bottle. It's uh, it's it's pretty great. Well, what do you say we just start going track by track and we'll just sure. kind of talk about it? Hell yeah. So Hell yeah. opening track, Your Heart's a Big Tent. Like the heart's a big tent. Gotta let everybody in. Right. Oh, they do right. Right or where they I just... <laughs> Everybody gets in. 
might be the most Christian non-Christian song I've ever heard. Right. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Cause like so much of country is like, put a boot in your ass, you know, let's (laughs) Uh build a wall. Let's do that. And he's like, no, everybody gets here. Everybody Mm -hmm. has it. You know, just if you can open up and understand that, you know, and that's so amazing to me just because, you know, country on the radio right now is not like that at all. It's kind of cool that this old timey style, you know, the frailing like claw hammer banjo. That song is one of my favorites, I think, on the entire album. I think it's such a strong opener and it's bright right from the get go, you know, oh, yeah. like with the banjo and then that bright, like harmonica, it just is, it sounds like joy and it's a great kickoff. It truly is. And it's great. And I think it's a great opener for the album too, because I mean, the album just continues to explore other people's ideas and how they're all valid. It's very inclusive. So I think that's like the, it's almost like when you watch a cartoon as a kid and like they'd go into like a a tent in the desert and it would just open up and be a mansion or something like that. That's Mm -hmm. what this song is for this album. You're like, Hey, yeah, I'm through the door now. It's so much more expansive. Bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is what I say about my, all right. (laughs) (laughs) I knew there was like a 33% chance that was I know. <laughs> I, I, I took the low-hanging fruit. Yeah, it's you know, right. It's uh-huh. not, you know, we got to The low-hanging meatball. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> I was going to say we got to do better for the meatball part. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny again. It's, yeah, it, 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 it didn't stop. It didn't stop. <laughs> not to me. All right. Well, let's get on to, uh, let's go on to track two then. We should also say, if somehow you have not listened to this album yet, you should acquire it whatever in whatever means makes sense for you. It's available on Bandcamp. Uh, it was available on a really cool pink vinyl that I thought about getting, but it's sold out already, I saw. Um, or you can stream it. I'm sure anything is helpful to an yeah, independent artist it, like It Lily. is on Spotify, all the streaming stuff. Um, yeah. You know, if you can't. But I, yeah, of course, would encourage a purchase. Throw them 10 bucks. Come yeah. on. So track number two was released as a single before the album came out, or at least a single on streaming. And I think we might've talked about it just a, a touch yeah, on the, uh, yeah. on the other episode. Cause it had just come out, but track number two, another one of my, I mean, I have a lot of favorites, but you know, it's in my top five on the 12 songs on this album, but the queer waltz life on the fence. Right. Yeah. His voice makes me weak at the knees Not sure what I saw for I looked in his eyes We ain't star trying to find a place to skip ahead but it's like all so good it's so so good yeah it's listening. impossible well I think that's a good tease for it right there yeah all like positive. but the chorus the chorus is is so fantastic yeah. and like I was just kind of briefly talking about before. It's a country song. 
that is very traditional, it's sort of mountain country, but the lyrics are not about anything that's ever tackled in that genre. Mm-hmm. You know, it is uh, completely about being a queer person and uh, trying to understand what that's like and also having a love on, mm-hmm. I don't know, on two sides, I basically. Yeah. I, it's yeah. like it's so interesting because yeah, it's a cheating song, right? But it's not about the cheat. It's right. about discovering this other side of yourself and trying to figure out. Well, do I embrace this side of my sexuality that I have not gotten to explore, or do I keep do I keep living the life that I I have but doesn't satisfy me? And it's like, it's a right. song of self But then also, and, like, yeah, self-exploration. But then it's like, okay, well, I do have this side of me and I am going to act on it. Mm-hmm. And, and the, but what, you know, <laughs> why is it easier to live a lie than a life on the fence? I mean, that's the, so I don't know. Wow. I mean, in, the, in that, the question, holy yeah. moly, that, I mean, that punches me in the gut. Right. But it's also, it's like, this is not something that's, di- you know, traditionally discussed in the country world, mm-hmm. you know, or anything. And it's done so beautifully with such old traditional country. Yeah. So that like little juxtaposition is like something that really excited me about that song too. Definitely. It's I, like there's a good old boy with a goddamn Coors Light in his boot stomping mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. thinking this is great and not listening to the lyrics and he's being fooled all at the same time. Yeah. Because, yeah, this is, <laughs> yeah, I like that. I do too. Yeah. yeah and it's got a, and he really captures that. I mean, it, it reminds me a lot of, uh, you know, Willie Nelson's like softer like royalty outlaw stuff from the seventies. Cause it's just got that swaying and, and it's, it really just kind of moves you. You kind of dance with yourself while you're listening to it. It's a dancing in the kitchen kind of tune. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, and it, it breaks, it breaks your damn heart. It does. Yeah. But it's uh, also kind of hopeful cause he's, you know, He's trying to, he's asking questions, figuring stuff out. Absolutely. Yeah. And he performs it so well. Cause you know, whereas, you know, Willie, of course, uh, a great voice, Willie kind of croons, sorry, mm-hmm. Willie Nelson, I mean, kind of croons songs like this. Whereas in this song, Willie Carlisle, his voice is like breaking sometimes. Like there's so right. much emotion. You can re- you really feel he's like going through it. He's living the song as it's being sung. It's it's uh, good. He performs it really well. Yeah, it's definitely a very impressive thing that translates into every recording. It's yeah. like the emotion behind his voice and the playing. Like it'll just like yeah. you can't put a metronome really to this album. It's gonna just switch up, you uh-huh. know, as yeah. the fever rises or falls. You know, like that's totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you just gotta move with. You gotta feel where it's going. Right. You know. Sometimes yeah. the sometimes the river runs fast and sometimes it hits a gravel bar and you just kind of have to coast, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you're at a meatball party, and, <laughs> you know, sometimes you're <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> sometimes you're at a meatball party. Sometimes you're at a party with a bunch of meatballs, and that's not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a difference. There's a difference. There's a huge difference between a meatball party and a party of meatballs. <laughs> Good God. I'm well, going to lose it. I swear to God, I, I I don't know why it makes me laugh so much. I think that's our it's cue that we things. have to go to the next song anytime okay. a yeah, meatball yeah. party's brought up. Which the next song, track number that's three, like the, the like audio book, turn the page kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> yeah. Meatball party. <laughs> well, let's flip to the next one. Oh God! Oh my God! All right. So we probably don't need to talk much about the next track, which is Tulsa's Last Magician, because we've already talked about it for an hour. On right, an actual episode. We did originally think this would be the highlight of the album. I mean, it was the first single, so really great first foot forward for sure. Yeah, and actually, I, I am. I don't know that it's. hmm, I've been trying to sort of how I feel because the more I listen to the album, the more I like it. And I'm trying to figure out what do I have a favorite track? I do think we picked the right song. I think on this album, Tulsa's Last Magician is a great way to introduce people to Willie Carlisle's poetic ability and right. like his ability. Storytelling. To, his storytelling, his ability to convey emotion um, intelligently. Uh, so I think it's the right. And it was different than anything else we put on the playlist for sure. It's also a bit more country right. than some of the other songs as some of the songs lean more old timey or lean more him like you know right yeah there's gospel there's church music there's uh mountain music there's yeah it's it runs the whole gamut Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah no i mean i think of course i think we did pick the right one as an introductory tune totally Uh, but uh yeah it just i don't know i'd heard a much uh like a, a huge selection of willie carlisle before and and this album like expanded even more. I was like, man, this guy does everything. And then mm-hmm. this album came out and I was like, no, he does more than everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. He is a student of Walt Whitman. I think he is influenced by Walt Whitman, you know, another, oh, sure. qu- another queer poet. And Walt Whitman said, I contain multitudes. And I think mm-hmm. Willie is embodying that also. 100%. Leaves of grass. Leaves of snodgrass. Snods of grass. <laughs> Snods of grass. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, thank you. All right, let's move on to track four then, which is oh, a real rough and tumble uh, boot stomper. Hell of a tune. It's a hell of a tune. Oof. It, this is van life. You know I love this. Oh, yeah, for sure. We should have put this on our moving songs playlist. I can't believe we didn't think to. That's true. Well, I quit my job making minimum wage. Look fairly well twice, knocked half my age. I'm looking for somewhere that can handle the rage of a young man on the run. We've rarely paid taxes and shitty insurance. A glove box full of summons and warrants. And that is all we are going to cover on this little teaser for the Patreon-exclusive two-part bonus episode about peculiar Missouri. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you like this. Again, you can find the full double episode at patreon.com slash take this pod by supporting us on Patreon. You get access to bonus episodes, behind the scene posts, extra playlists, stuff like that. You also can know that you are supporting a completely DIY 
podcast. Danny and I do everything ourselves. I'm actually recording this little voiceover in my bathroom because it's the quietest place in my tiny, tiny apartment because our new neighbors have a air conditioner that is so loud. How is it so loud? I can hear it in my house. It's crazy. Anyway, we appreciate any support. Um, If Patreon is not something you feel like you want to or can do right now. That's totally fine. We get it. You can also listen to the rest of our episodes. That's a great way to support us. You can give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Music. You can share your favorite episode with a friend. So thanks again for listening to Take This Pod and Shove It, and we'll see you next time.